Welcome back to Inspired Incompetence, now made from 100% real podcasts. How's everybody doing? Uh, yeah, pretty good, pretty good. It's good? Yeah. Everybody yeah. still got their heads? Yeah, I got my uh, head about me. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, we had heads? <laughs> Some of us. Oh, man. So, yeah, last week, a bit of an upset. Oh, yeah, uh, just a bit. And he left <laughs> us on that cliffhanger, or actually a head hanger at this point. well i'll tell you one thing when uh when a group of undead uh passes you by uh heads will roll yeah uh crimson herald uh newcomer i think already everybody's new favorite uh player character decapitated during a fight that was completely avoidable (laughs) and yet caused by him uh, in a in a real flash of viperic justice, yeah, yeah. Holy shit! Does anybody have any immediate reactions to this? Their characters, that is horror. Fucking <laughs> idiot got exactly what he wanted. That's what Uhtred's thinking. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Elsie not... does not disagree. Not much else. Uh, all I right. Well, not enough time has even passed, and yeah, we're <laughs> still in the middle of this combat, right? Oh yeah, uh, yeah. So, in fact, after uh, after decapitating the Crimson Herald, this vexed Hunson Barakam whirls back around to face Utrid with a grin, and he says, "So sorry to keep you waiting," but then he stands there like an idiot because it's the end of his turn. Uh, <laughs> And it is now Randolph's turn. Super. So Randolph, who did a double move and hasn't even gotten to the fight yet, is going to get up to the fight via another double move, I guess, because I'm so goddamn far away. Can I get there in one? Let's you see. can charge that uh, that northern morgue. So, yeah, I'll at least do that. I'll charge this northern morgue and attack as the decapitated head flies by me. <laughs> Power attack. Right, and you're adding two to this attack. You're targeting his flat-footed AC minus two. All right, so that's a 20. 20 will hit the flat-footed minus two. Sweet. Uh, 22 damage and three acid. And then my Thalias power is on a full attack action, right? I don't get just, just tendril on him. No, you do. It's a swift action to activate oh, it, and you can just tentacle, action? tentacle. Hell yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. So you got to spend a swift action. You get only a certain number of rounds of that per day. But otherwise, yeah, you could just absolutely open up with two tentacles, too. All right, cool. That's what I'll do. I'll uh, I'll give you uh, the plus two to charge from the oh Elias as well. Won't but, need it. The Elias oh. is a freaking monster. 36 for the first one. Hell yeah, that hits. And 38 for the second one. Another hit. It's going to do... Uh, Six bludgeoning damage on the first with two fire damage, and then 14 bludgeoning damage on the second with three fire damage. All right. Give that more a good good thrashing. And it's now yeah. Arginus's turn. Arginus is going to... What's the range of haste? It's 30 feet? I believe it's, I believe it's close range, which is 25 feet plus 5 feet per two level. And then it can't... It's one creature per level no two of which can be more than 30 feet away or something like that okay um i think that reaches all of them even uh, yes it does 
Uh, yep. So I cast uh, haste. All right, and you are still invisible. And it's now Elxie's turn. Elxie's going to uh, full attack, starting with that northern morgue. Try to finish it off, maybe. Natural one. Nice. For Elxie? You sure you, yeah. uh, sure you read that dice right? Yeah. I'll follow it up with a 30, so that doesn't confirm. It's a damn shame, though. Uh, two hooves. A 30 to hit. And a 28 to hit. That's two hits. Okay, that's 18 damage with two hooves. But Elxie's hasted, so she's going to end things with one last gore. 27 to hit. Will definitely hit. And that's another 16 damage with the gore. That morgue is still hanging on, but he looks pretty fucked up. We're going to just erase the Crimson Herald from the initiative tracker real quick. No. Oh. <laughs> oh hi Matt <laughs> didn't see us over there well they're gonna take the most economical action the morgues that is and they're gonna take another five foot step west flank Elxie and full attack on Elxie haste gives you a bonus to AC yeah yep, plus, plus one, one. alright in that case that first slam is a miss wow Ooh, and another miss Hey, Matt. Yes. <laughs> oh, God. Oh. If I did haste one more turn, would that have uh, thwarted that crit? Yes. It's in the past now. <laughs> yes, it would have. Because it would have no. made the crit not confirmed. I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> he matched my AC with the confirmation. Tom, why do you even bring this shit up? <laughs> How to save a life. It works for both sides. Uh, so that's going to be a 15 for with the tongue attack after the flank bonus uh, versus Elxie's touch attack, and it misses. Uh, that first morgue rolled horribly. Second morgue, first slam hits. Second slam hits. Wow, tongue miss. Okay, this is good. So that first slam did 16 points of damage, and then it's a 36 versus Elksy's CMD, and that's going to grab. And uh, rolling damage for the second slam. That's 21 points of damage. Elksy's taking it on the chin, but yeah, that second morgue definitely uh, gave her a wallop. Uh, Uhtred, your turn. Um, Uhtred is going to take a five-foot step up on his mount and um, take a full round attack on the effects. All right. Now, if I'm on my mount, do I get high ground? Yeah. Okay. Uh, how about a 27 to hit on the first one? 27 hits. Okay. Um, that's going to do 10 slashing damage, and then it needs to make a will save DC 17. 33. Oh, it made it. And then... And it looks like your uh, the damage you dealt with your scimitar didn't really uh, make it through. Uh, second attack is a 17 to hit. 17 misses. Okay, and then I'm hasted, so I get to make another attack at my full bonuses. That is correct. How about a 25 to hit? 25 hits. Nice. Uh, it's going to be 11 damage and another will save. Alright, so dumb. Yeah, uh, Hansen fails his will save. Yeah. 
He better drop his shit and run away from me for 1d4. He drops his stuff? Well, with the panic condition, don't you drop what you're holding and flee? Does it specifically say panicked? It does say specifically panicked. Flee as if panicked. It's so fucking dumb. So fucking dumb. And, this uh, dude yeah. just cut off your ally's head. I am and you're just fucking Uchard like... Bebenberg, keeper of the light, killer of the haunting dark. And he better like, fucking run heh, from me. Heh, first level spell, first level spell, first level <laughs> spell. And he's like, no, one point of damage. <laughs> ah! So dumb. Anyway. Yeah. He, he can be so dumb for 13 rounds. Yeah. I guess he will be. Well, it's his turn, so he's going to uh, just drop all equipment and uh, narrative tension and uh, just turn and run, provoking from Uhtred, and uh, he's going to run past Elksy, but Elksy's grappled, so does not provoke. Uh, that's a 22 to hit. 22 he doesn't have a shield. Hit. He doesn't have a shield anymore. <sighs> <laughs> 22 to s- still does not hit okay um now also how many threatened squares of mine is he going to be moving through just one because he's running away from you not around you so he's going to take the most economical route away from you okay okay yeah i see all right it's now randolph's turn okie dokie uh, I'm in a flanking position, so I'm going to all-out attack on this uh, uh, red morgue. Hell yeah. Power attack. Uh, 32. 32 hits. Okay. Uh, 13 slashing damage, uh, plus 9 power attack, so 22 damage and 3 acid. And my second attack, not so good, but 19. You destroyed that morgue with oh. that first hit. Oh, perfect. Uh, so I will let you take a move action since you only you only committed to one attack if you want uh yes you could still move up to that other morgan take a swift action for a uh, swift action thelias yes 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 this is good tentacle arms go natural 20 Ooh. crit confirmed 36 36 confirms yes wow that's a natural attack hey matt do work (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Matt, what, what happened to that decapitate card? Uh, <laughs> this is bludgeoning, right? Yeah. yeah. All right. This is called a shield smack. Double damage, and the target's shield is disarmed. No. Oh, no. All right. Double damage. Give it to me. All right. Uh, let's see. 23, and then one fire damage. All right. And then, hmm. Uh, not so good on the second attack here. Uh, natural one. Yep, uh, roll to confirm. Yeah, roll to confirm, of course. It's a 22 to confirm. 22 does not confirm because Ugh. he is grappling Elksy. Ugh, thank fuck. Arginus. Arginus is going to uh, chase down this dude. Um, oh yeah, we're not letting that guy just like run away and get to live. We're going to chase him down and kill him. Or unalive him? Un, 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 alive him? I'm not sure what the correct <laughs> phrasing is. Re-unalive him? Yeah, re-unalive. Re-unalive. Yeah, you got it. That's the official term. 
Um, I'm going to magic missile. All right. Unfortunately, all my other damage is uh, electricity or fire, and I don't want to keep on wasting bullets on that. Uh, go ahead and give me a caster level versus spell resistance. Ooh, all right. 26. All right, you broke through spell resistance. All right. Yeah, take uh, 14 damage. Right. Pew, pew, pew. Uh, and uh, with that, I'm actually going to keep on moving the path. All right. Uh, you do know that uh, your invisibility is broken. Right. I sh- I mean, he shouldn't attack me. He flees from his... Yep. Yeah, so I'm going to move with him. All right. Just making sure. <sighs> Jesus Christ. So now Elksy's turn. Elksy's going to full attack on the morgue that is grappling her. Natural one. <laughs> oh, man. The toast dice giveth. The toast dice... <laughs> toast dice... The, the, <laughs> <laughs> the toast dice giveth. The toast dice taketh away. I almost feel like we're going to have to tell people to stop sending us dice. Or stop sending the DMs dice. (laughs) No, never stop. Uh, That's going to be a 29 to hit. So that does not confirm. Both hooves hit. Takes 12 damage total from those hooves. And Elksy's still hasted, so one more gore. 26, going to hit. 14. Okay, it's the morgue's turn again. It's going to let go of Elksy and full attack Elksy. So 25 to hit. It's going to hit. Uh, 33 to hit. It's two slams that hit. 14 on the first slam. And 14 on the second slam. Okay, tongue time. It's going to be a 22 versus Elksy's touch AC. And that hits. So Elksy's got to make a fortitude save. Uh... Elksy's taking these slams like a champ, but uh, she's definitely uh, looking worse for wear at this point. Uh, And that's going to be a 24 on Elksy's fortitude save, so she resists the the paralysis. And it is now Uhtred's turn again. Um, Uhtred is going to charge up to, like, behind, you know, after the facts. And... Are you just going to leave Elksy getting absolutely walloped? I mean, like, Randolph's there, right? The thing yeah, just hope went. Ran- hope Randolph uh, how, how does thi- doesn't also run after well, the facts. If Randolph <laughs> and Thalias aren't going to be the first two to try and help Elksy, I don't know what to tell you. That's bad on Joe. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> just try- trying to get deflect this anger uh-huh. she dies off of me. If I use the standard action of my mount to charge, can I still take a full round action? Uh, no. And you can't charge. You have uh, creatures in the way. Okay. Uh, dying creatures, one might say. So you're telling me my mount standard action can't be to move, and then I don't have a full action left? It absolutely can. It's just not a charge. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, then I'll do that. I'll just okay. move action, or yeah, move up. And take my full round. She's got to get a crit eventually, right? There it is. Crit threat of a 36. Yeah, that uh, threatens. And that's a 30 to confirm. That confirms. Uh, also, I have enough movement. To, I'd like to actually end 
in like on the other side in front of this guy. All right. All right. So we got a crit. Yes, sir. Well, neither of these are going to do anything. All right. Uh, you want to so... roll on the... What's the custom yep. table? It's how many? I'll just roll whatever the number is and what it lands on. One through five. Three. Double damage, and you may immediately move five feet. This movement provokes. Okay. I'll take the double damage. So 22. All right. And then 14 fire damage. So I think four of that makes it through. That is correct. Hopefully this pushes ping-pongs him back towards my allies. So, yes, he's going to... Like, Uhtred is the source of his fear, so he is going to run the other way. Now, I I kind of want to just very brief pause. And, like, let's, let's put our... Let's, let's, let's put our unbiased helmets on. This guy has very little options to flee. He is outmaneuvered. He's outnumbered. He wants to continue to flee, but, and and this is not a mindless creature or even a creature of animal intelligence. This is a creature of above average intelligence. He, on one hand, he is panicking. He has a panic condition. On the other hand, uh, I could see an argument where he understands that his current the current course of action of just run isn't working. So, something else that he might think to do, and this is kind of beyond the scope of the panic condition, but he has a an ability that he could target Uhtred with that might slow him down. I wonder what you guys think, and this same argument could come back to apply to PCs in a similar condition, uh, if he could, if he tries to bonk Uhtred with that and then continue to flee with his move action. Now, because my my initial thought is you can't cast spells because you're so scared. You're just, I got to get out of here, get out of here. Well, so the panic, condition, the, spell... the panic condition does come with the caveat of you can still use your spells and abilities to... Uh, you can still use your spells and abilities. Indeed, you must use them if they are the only means of escape. So, now at surface level, that would apply to like dimension door or, you know, uh, activating some like fly speed or something. But his only means of escape, like just just running, it's obvious that that's not going to let him escape. I feel if like he has an that, ability that can slow Utra down, that would be his only means of escape. Well, that, I, but I feel like that's more for in the, the context of like you're boxed into a room, like we're out in the woods. He's boxed. He's he's basically boxed in, like with you guys though. Like he literally cannot escape right now. Like he's going like. He's going to flee in the opposite direction now as a full round action. And even if nobody else does anything, on his next turn, Uhtred's just going to run after him again and get him on the other side. Like, it, there, there's no question. He cannot escape doing what he's doing. He has one ability that could give him a chance to get away. I think I, he should be able to take it. 
I, I, I can logically see the argument that you're making right now. He's not too afraid to cast spells. If he had a dimension door spell, right, he would he cast would be it able to, to cast it. Yes, um, he has. So he has, a, he has a, a spell like ability that could slow Utra down. It doesn't remove him from the danger, but it slows the danger down. Otherwise, he literally has no hope of escaping. I'm not the right w- person to ask, but I always thought that you could use spells that would assist you in escaping. Like, I thought that was the whole point. Right. I, I think where this falls into a gray area is because normally those spells are going to be self-target spells. You're going to increase like, your speed or like... What so- about... Well, <laughs> I got... Uh, so I think I know what you're saying, Nick. Like, what about this instance where he is trying to flee, but he... He knows that his only chance of surviving is to kill him. Isn't that like a similar thing? So that, and I, I, that w- I wouldn't say that that is uh, counter to this exact argument, but the frightened condition says that if you have nowhere to go, you are allowed to stand and fight. Panicked, if you have nowhere to go, you cower in fear. Okay. But he doesn't have nowhere to go. He does have he, but your he can whole move. argument was he has nowhere to go. Right. He yeah. well, he has an, an option to escape though. Like he's not going to like attack Utrid. Like that's not like I would never say that that's. But he is attacking like, if you. He's. He I mean, a spell it's, that has a negative effect on Utrid. Yeah, that's if there's a like if if it's specifically written into the the writing of the condition that. If he has no way out, they resort to cower in fear. Then, I would say the rules already taken care of. This he, I, he does no longer run. I don't know if I would consider that no way out though, because he it, it's well. It then you not can't. But then your cutting. argument falls apart about him being able to cast a spell. My thought at does, My thought here his is his spell is the only way out though. But that's my thing. What, my, my my thought here is the only spell he could cast is a spell that would like actively facilitate his escape not a spell that yeah. would damage someone to distract it's them while he gets away it's not going to damage he's not his es- means of escape is not cutting somebody down it is the equivalent of dropping a banana peel in mario kart but that is a damaging effect you're not taking hit points yeah like what are you trying to grease or something no it's well maybe it He's trying to do banana. He just said okay. It. It's the bestow curse spell, and he would choose the curse of you have a fifty percent chance on your turn to take no actions. No, I definitely don't think he should be able to cast a bestow curse because then, if you can cast bestow curse, he may not take another option but that. But you could, and now it's like but he wouldn't. Like that's where we come into the like let's let's solve this like human beings and not computers kind of situation. You know, the problem like, is the problem is he's panicked. So I feel like if he's just trying to flee in terror, I'm not sure how well he'd be able to sort through like the options of that spell to cast it with that effect. You know. Okay, so if I'm in the minority here, then I'm fine with that. But I want it understood that if down the road uh, a PC is panicked and like it is off the table for them to do any action other than removing any themselves. offensive action there's yeah basically any action that would break invisibility is off the table while you're panicked 
that's literally how we've done are it we, three and a half yeah, years. So yeah, it, I, I, well, it this, I don't think this specific thing has ever come up before. So that's why I'm that's why I'm bringing it up now. So gotcha. every is it, so it sounds like we are in agreement to that though. That yeah, for that the record, right that is me. how we will that that is how we will treat panicked. That sounds good. All right. Okay. So it's Hunson's turn again, and he's going to uh, behold. Uh, hold on, Uhtred. no, 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 no! It's still my turn. That was the first attack. Yes. Okay. So the second attack is a twenty to hit. Wait, didn't you move already? No. Remember, I said so. My mount's using its standard action to move up, and I still get a full round attack. And you were like, "Yep," but you can't charge and do that. Well, that's not how mounts. Work. I didn't. No, I'm sorry. I didn't realize that you were referring to like the action economy portion of that. Uh, no, if your mount moves, then you cannot full attack. Like you and your mount share a move action. Like I like your mount can use its standard action to move, but only after it's used your shared move action to move. Sorry for the confusion. It is Hunson's turn, and he uh, beholds Uhtred, the subject of his fear. Uh, now cutting off his escape, and he turns around and runs in the opposite direction, provoking an attack from Uhtred. That's going to be a natural 20 with a 34 to confirm. Yep, that confirms. They have to start coming at some point. (laughs) All right. (laughs) So the slashing crit is called Stand Aside, Double Damage, and Push the Target One Square in Any Direction. And the Magic Crit is called Vampiric Magic, normal damage and you are healed the same amount and that one seems like it shouldn't work against undead but like by the writing on it right. it, it would yeah <laughs> it's just yeah. like now, the, the magic well, blowback heals magic. you yeah. yeah now the first one said you can move the subject of the crit in five feet in any direction you want yeah so he just moved here that provoked he he hasn't moved yet the attack of opportunity is uh, before. Yeah, it's concluded before the movement actually takes place. Okay. So I want to move him to this five foot square right above Utrid, which is like a diagonal backwards for him. All right. I mean, all that's really going to do is change the direction he's going to flee. But well, it's still going to provoke another attack, right? I don't. I don't think so again. because you've already taken an attack of opportunity for movement. If he has combat reflexes, it doesn't matter. Which I do. Yeah, but you provoke for every square that you go through. In the meantime, I'm going to finish rolling this crit damage. It looks like you provoke per action, so it's still his movement. It's not a new action. I don't think it provokes again. Okay, then if that's what. The case, if he doesn't provoke again, instead of moving him to that square, I'm just going to move him directly north five feet so he would still run back the way he came. All right. As opposed to, you know, continuing down the path away from my team. That's fine. Uh, did you give me damage? Uh, it was 23 damage. Again, he takes all of it. And oh, the damn, fire damage only amounted to six, so... All right, he's still up. How's he looking? He's looking panicked and uh, very beat up. Good. On he goes. All right, so he moves 60 feet in the opposite direction. And Randolph. 
Okie dokie. Uh, I'm gonna take a five foot step room to get into flanking position against this uh, green uh, morgue and uh, full attack. See what happens. Full power attack. Hmm. Twenty. Twenty does not hit. Even okay. Even grappled. Okay. Okay. But second attack. Twenty three. Twenty three does hit. Okay, that's better. Uh, it's going to be twenty four damage plus five acid. And I right, kill him. Good. Maybe he's still up. Okay, that's when Thalias comes in. <laughs> All right, that's your third round with your bonded manifestation. Yeah. After this, I'm just going to keep him out. So uh, I think it's okay. Come on, Thalias. Thirty four. Thirty four hits. Excellent. Uh, 17 damage with 5 fire. Alright, and that takes care of the third and final morgue. Saving Elksy in the process, let us uh, just make note of. Oh yeah. I am. I, I do notice that it's your dead old character saving your other dead old character. <laughs> Except right. the guy who fucking abandoned Elksy. Abandoned? Excuse me. Dying. Excuse me. Forget. I've been oh doing God. the heavy lifting over here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Chasing been, after a panicked guy. I've been corralling the guy that just basically one-shot our teammate. What was his name again? The uh, amount of salt out of you this episode says I've been doing <laughs> the heavy lifting. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Arginus, your turn. Um, Arginus is going to keep up with him and do another magic missile. Caster level check versus spell resistance. Uh, that's a 30. All right. You beat the spell resistance. All right, and that is 14 damage. And Arginus's magic missiles finish off the Fext. Hooray! Arginus literally falls backwards. <laughs> just, just, what the fuck just happened? Real quick, I think Uhtred had a high enough religion roll on him to know that it'll regenerate if we don't. Like, kill it with a glass or obsidian weapon? I think it was the Crimson Herald, actually, that knew that. And you were all invisible and not talking to each other. And I'm pretty sure my knowledge religion was, like, very similar to his. So unless he Yeah, but you weren't it. the one asking those questions. What? You asked for a knowledge religion check from anyone that has it. I'm pretty and sure yeah. Nick is the one that asked about DR. Well, I am the one that asked about DR. One, yes, and he he knew about the DR against Glass or Obsidian, but it was the Crimson Herald that asked if it had any special defenses. Oh, any restorative and abilities, said, yeah. Any restorative abilities, and I said, you know that it's unkillable, and here's what goes into it being unkillable. And just due to the special circumstances of the build-up to that combat and... Like, Crimson Herald never had an opportunity to relay that information because everybody was silent until the combat started. Now this is masterful. The guy, who, <laughs> the guy who uh, kills one of our guys is gonna get away because we don't know his special ability. I love that. Doesn't I mean, Randolph look, that's... have speak with the dead? <laughs> well, uh, also, that's uh, you want me to talk to this guy? There was <laughs> no. <laughs> there was Crimson Herald. There was oh. one or two turns where we were all like openly attacking and uh, 
that that information would be relayed during that point or it's such a gray area to be honest. Uh, yeah, like, I'm not I'm not I'm not like trying us to us as players know it, but I mean there right. is a strong argument to Uchard wasn't the one that knew enough about it to know that thing and I guess I, think, I, I would guess be I think that it makes falls sense. to Matt like if we're, we're we're keeping that unbiased helmet on. Do you, Can Matt, I do a do real think... I actually have an idea. Okay. Like I think in combat it makes sense if he saw someone attacking it. Like say say fire doesn't work on it or whatever. If yeah. he sees someone gearing up a fire spell, I think it would make sense for him to be like, "No, not fire, do something else." But yeah. I'm not sure that it's like, "All right, guys, remember after we kill this, we've got to do these procedures." Yeah, I mean, that was... that's just like my sort of take on what would be related and what wouldn't be, just from like a sort of base yeah. level. I mean, and his character same... might be like a tactician though, who right. you know says who you know his his whole value to the group is that he tells everyone the weaknesses. I don't know. Yeah, because here's the other of my, side of it. If my base, if there was no surprise round, if there was no invisibility, if there's no build up, like all that information would have still been like known during combat and the way we've always run it is you guys just relay that information to each other like we have said that in so the past. yeah so like i would have relayed I, that yeah all right as as silly as it sounds to like go back and think of the crimson herald in his uh rhymy sing-songy way that he speaks to relay that it's unkillable except by x that would go against the way that we've always done this, even if there was that gotcha. whole buildup where nobody's allowed to talk. The Crimson Herald didn't die before having the chance to act in combat, so... That makes sense. Everybody knows everything that the knowledge questions yielded, so I'll just go over that one more time. The unkillable ability says that when reduced to zero hit points by anything other than a glass weapon or an obsidian weapon, effects is not destroyed but instead becomes unconscious. Additionally, 1d4 minutes after falling unconscious, effects gains gla uh, fast healing 1. To be completely destroyed, effects must be reduced to zero hit points by a glass or obsidian weapon, or once it is rendered unconscious, its head must be severed and anointed with holy water. Does that even help us? <laughs> so I don't know if anybody has holy water. Maybe the Crimson Herald did. If we cut its head off and we don't have holy water, but we take the head with us, would it still be able to control its body when it gets one hit point back? Oh, who knows? Prisoners of war definitely have value. And then my other question is, when you say a glass weapon, does that mean, like, like I don't have a glass weapon... But I'm sure somebody has. I may even have like a glass bottle or vial uh, that, that I could break. That wouldn't count. No. So what counts as a glass weapon? A weapon specifically crafted out of glass, like a glass like, bottle or something. It's no like <laughs> specifically crafted. It would have to be an object that is pointedly made to be a weapon and also made out of glass. Like obviously not a common thing. Not something that you're just going to be like, oh, well, we found that, you know, that glass dagger the other day. So, But it does seem us. like you could take a glass potion and fashion a glass weapon. I mean, it, because you're not it, at, at the same point, you're not going to be like, well, I have this hunk of metal. I'm just going to 
you know, uh, sharpen it a little bit. And yeah, it's a, it's as good as having a spear. Like the material. But you didn't say would it be, had to be as good as. It just had to be made of glass, right? I don't. I mean, it doesn't think, need to be like a plus two glass. I don't think uh, your everyday glass vial is going to have the durability to like do what it needs to be done like a, a glass, glass weapon, weapon would be made from separate so, glass at least it, yeah it so you're saying the glass itself treated. is the problem gotcha like honestly i feel like any weapon made out of glass like worth its salt you could just make a weapon obsidian. out of glass but yeah. it wouldn't work because you made a shitty weapon right let's loot all the bodies including the crimson herald Maybe we, well, maybe this guy's sword was obsidian. We don't know. Let's let's remember our looting rules. Well, he's got things that people can use. I he's, know he's got uh, items we rolled on two episodes ago. <laughs> <laughs> Circumventing that rule entirely would be any items from the panoply of Arasni that he has. Right. <laughs> but uh, regardless, I think those items are like all those items are still usable by everybody. Although. I don't think anybody really wanted the rapier, but considering the importance of those items, I would still say that you can take the rapier. Right. And we don't know. He might have had have other things that we can utilize. We never we didn't even get a rundown really on this guy. Yep. So is anybody opposed to going over that between sessions and just like uh, Matt, do you have holy water on your character? I'm pretty sure I don't. Any glass weapons? Well, we should definitely so, loot the uh, bad guys' bodies. Sure. I'm going to heal Elsie as my first order of business, personally. Right. But yes, looting and all that stuff. If nothing else, like if we're going to save the looting between sessions, we should still, at the very least, uh, acknowledge like who's getting his items from the panoply of Arasni. Well, I know Tom was the only other one that rolled for the armor. And no one else wanted the rapier, so that seems pretty well tied up. Yeah. I mean, we're not even going to go over the bad guys' loot, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm just trying to (laughs) do this one at a time. So, the morgues don't really have anything on them. They're pretty self-sufficient. Shock troops. We know we got a sword and a shield. Yep. The Faxed Hunsen Barakam has a plus one bastard sword. uh, And... Full plate armor and a heavy steel shield. Anything magical to detect magic? Not besides his plus one bastard sword. Our genus uh, hits this thing with another uh, magic missile just to give us a couple of uh, turns before. Yeah, I think uh, that does a... That's not going to do anything because undead creatures don't go into negative hit points. They're just at zero. Oh. And yeah. I mean, anyway, the timer is dealt in minutes. So here's the thing, though. I feel like Uchard's not going to be okay knowing that this thing's just going to get up in, like, four minutes. Yeah. And the fact is, we can't even just let that happen because (laughs) it's going to go tell other people that'll tell the Whispering Tyrant, like, hey, ran into these people, like... Hey, um, uh, Uchard, (laughs) do you... Do you still have those feather tokens? Yo, I was I actually thought about that when we first found <laughs> out about it and then forgot. Let me look, because there is a chance they were sold in like a bulk sale. Elksy, while while Randolph is uh, healing her, is just kind of looking down at the head of the Crimson Herald. She says, 
I had no idea he was so brash. Yeah, I think there was a lot we didn't know about him. Yeah, yeah, indeed. He he always seemed so reserved and, and polite. He was a fighter, though. I mean, we're all hiding, and what does he do? He sees evil, and he goes out to fight it. It's completely reckless. Courageous. Reckless, but courageous. Still, it is a shame to to lose an ally so quickly, so I suddenly. Sort of, I look down, and I think of all the death and uh, destruction that I've seen over the last you know, however long. I say, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of evil in this world, and these are times of uncertainty for all of us. I think we need to stick together and not be as reckless as he was, but it's a lesson learned, like all other lessons we've been learning. Well, uh, <laughs> this, uh, uh, this might have come a little bit too late, but we, uh, we didn't exactly go over rules with each other uh, straight at the very beginning. Um, uh, we've had a couple days on that boat. Um, maybe now's a good time to set uh, standards. If we want to hide, we hide. If uh, <laughs> we want to attack, we attack. That sounds yeah. great, Arginus, but how are we supposed to communicate that to each other in a situation like what we just had? Well, uh, I guess unless otherwise stated, uh, or I don't know. I don't know. Anybody else? Uh, attention off of me. Yeah, I think our mission, whatever accomplishes the mission, should be our our primary course of action. In Does anyone case, know any nonverbal means of communication? I know sign language. I, I chuckle to myself and I say, uh, Oath Elias. I'm, I'm also not going to ha- do this again <laughs> and, and, and argue about having standardized rules of engagement. No, I, I, I agree, Utra. Chaos of, of war doesn't allow us to have completely all-consuming rules. Perhaps we can have some sort of understanding of where we might, which direction we might tend towards. The understanding is the mission at hand and our safety to complete the mission. This was unnecessary. It wasn't part of the mission. I think we can all agree with that. Randolph, I couldn't have said it better myself. Well, then isn't that it? Uh, I guess guess we can agree on that common ground. We should agree now that should we take on any newcomers to the group, that that is the first thing that we will communicate to them. (laughs) Oh my god, no. (laughs) Tom, get over your fetish of having to have rules clearly defined. (laughs) I have no fetish. Hey, uh, I know you're new around here, new guy, but uh, one thing you're going to want to do is uh, just stick to the mission. We whip out a rolled up parchment, and we've got like the first 25 (laughs) rules that you must adhere to. Question. If we cut off the Fex's head, and I put him in my, that and my handy haversack, that's always a ha-ha frowned upon because it's like you'd kill it. But in this case, it's undead. So like, I just maybe like storm in there until we got to some holy water. Yeah, I don't uh, know. 
That's... Maybe no, no. You're the DM. <laughs> yeah. You, you, that's not the answer. You don't get to say I don't know. I say I don't know, and you say, well, here's how it works. Oh, I can I can say I don't know all I want and just be a little cagey about it. That's not. That is not something that you could definitively know. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, I should know the the crunchy mechanics of a game. That's this is this is a very unique ability, and you. It's the first time anyone here has ever encountered it, and you would have no way of knowing whether or not that would work. You know how the ability works, and you know that you don't currently have the means to satisfy a permanent death for this thing. So let me you're, ask: you're trying to think of alternate rule, uh, alternate methods to like stall it, but that's not something that's written into the rule, and you would not know. Well, okay. Let me so ask- what I'm hearing is oh. you're not saying I can't cut the head off, and I'm and put it into the handy haversack. You're just saying. You can do it. I don't know what the effects of it are going to be. Absolutely. Um, can I ask? So you said, you know, this might happen over the course of minutes. Maybe we should just see how it restores. So here's the thought process. i not expecting that it won't regenerate in the handy haversack. I would assume since it's it can't die, it would go in there in however many minutes it takes it would get one tick of hp wake up and just be in like a black void well so i i guess my question is what would it is it regenerating uh, it would it regenerate the head off the body or does it seek so the I think, or does it seek the head? yeah i think it would regenerate both and the body would probably try and get back to its head so would like come after us well i'm I'm banking on the fact that the body moving without the head is going to be at a pretty reduced ability and speed to catch up to us so like it would be one of those things where like yeah it's really slow but like it just goes forever so if you stay in one spot for like a couple days it will eventually come stumbling down the path after you we we have a few minutes. We could probably just test this theory right now and just see like where cut it goes. the head off and then just put it on the carry, ground away from it. Yeah, carry it around like a couple of yards away and see what happens. And then if it wakes up, just knock it back down unconscious and put it in the handy haversack. Yeah, if it, if that works. Okay. Yeah, I I like giving it a a test run. It's, so it's, uh, right. my brain child, I'll I'll be the one to. <laughs> the- decapitate him i got you matt oh my god (laughs) make sure i don't mix up the two heads (laughs) oh my god all right so utrid decapitates the fext you've got the fext head what do you do with it we're gonna move it like 20 yards away 25 yards away put it on the ground stay by the head and wait for its fast healing to activate. And I mean, pretty much regardless, once it activates, we want to see, does the body get up and start moving? And whether it does or doesn't, well, eventually we're going to hit the head again and drop it below, back unconscious. Well, so that would require one of us to be next to the body and one of us next to the... Uh... No, nobody needs to be next to the body. 
Well, we do. Well, what if the head? What if that like? What if the head just they either have, reappears? They either have a shoot. They either have a shared hip hip point pool, or the head. Only the head has it. Yeah, but what I'm, uh, my con- my main concern is like if it if it's a magical effect too, where it just reappears on its head. I don't, I, I don't know. I mean, it might. In that case, it's at one HP, and I chase it down and knock it unconscious. That's fair. Okay. So you chop its head off, and you wait. Everybody, roll perception. Oh, do we think this thing's feigning death? Twenty-four for Intrin. Twenty. Ow, oh, that's our genus. Seventeen for Randall. <laughs> <laughs> a twenty-seven for uh, our genus. All right. And Elksy, as usual, the tippy top with a 30. (laughs) So it's been about a minute since you killed it when Uhtred actually cuts its head off. And then you walk it over 25 yards away from the body and place the head on the ground. A minute goes by, nothing happens. And another minute goes by, nothing happens. Another minute goes by, nothing happens. You know that it's 1d4 rounds, or 1d4 minutes that... It has until something starts to happen. So after four minutes, you're like, any second now. And about another minute goes by, and you haven't really seen anything change when Elksy says, there, look, and walks over to the body and just kind of like points awkwardly with her one of her front hooves at the stump that its neck is and you see it's very slowly but it looks like it might be regrowing ahead that's exactly what i was afraid of uh you know that it gets fast healing one but it looks like it does not it looks like it's not going to just get up and start moving around at one hit point perhaps with its head gone it will take it until its fast healing brings it up to full hit points before it's you know fully capable again or maybe it's you know like a halfway point or something but about a minute has gone by with fast healing one that's 10 hit points that it's gained now uh it doesn't appear to be like moving yet but with elksy pointing it out there's clear activity happening with it growing i kind of want to hit this thing with a magic missile just to kind of keep it below the below the threshold of uh, danger. And then what? Elksy says. Are we going to just drag this body around with us for all of Verlich? And just every every minute or so we have to stop what we're doing and wail on it some more? We, we can always uh, try to put a big heavy rock over it. We could bury him. Unfortunately, I can't think of a better solution. What about you, Randolph? I don't know how this stuff works. Well, I suppose we bury him then. Uh, I'm uniquely unqualified to dig a hole. Any of you have a shovel or anything that can <laughs> no help shovels. us with that? Oh, wait a second. <laughs> Elias, this is your time to shine. <laughs> get out here, buddy. <laughs> and I'm gonna, I meant to get him out before, but this is the yeah. perfect time. I yep. uh, summon him out of my consciousness. All right. Uh, well, it'll take you a minute to to yep. manifest Thelias. Uh What's everybody doing in the meantime uh, about this uh, 
cadaver that's quickly uh, regaining hit points. We might want to just keep on pinging it with hit points until we bury it. So yeah. far, that's the leading plan. Yes. Yeah. So Uhtred, it, if- In the meantime, it does still have that DR-10, uh, but Elksy will go over and contribute. It's not moving, so there's no... You know, it's just... You just roll damage uh, with Elksy's power attack. That's at minimum 15 damage. So five after DR. So we just take two or three hits from Elksy to get it back to zero and restart that counter. The fact that it's regrowing its head, is that coming from an ability outside of the fast healing? Because fast healing specifically calls out that it, it it does not allow it to regrow lost body parts. Yes, but this does seem like a very weird corner case. You, you think that that is what is facilitating its head growing back. Normally that's not something that would work, but considering this thing can just never be killed and always be able to come back, except for one of those two very specific things happening, that even if it's just fast healing, it still works. So a minute goes by and Thalias is manifested and Elksy just kind of stays on gore duty. I uh, get Thalias to start digging and uh, I have him hand me a shovel and I help. <laughs> he can't hand you a shovel. What? Really? Yeah. I mean, the, if, if Thalias holds a shovel, it's because the ectoplasm that he's made of has just kind of taken the shape of a shovel. But he can hit things. You're saying as soon as it gets detached from him, it's not a shovel anymore? Yeah. Thalias's melee attacks are, no matter what, they're just slam attacks. So right. the fact that he's holding a shovel is just fun flavor aesthetics. Right. But since we so I, committed... I can't take part of his... Part of his... Uh... Right. And honestly, strictly rules as written, he shouldn't be allowed to dig a hole with his slam attacks. But since we've... <laughs> committed to this so hard and it's just fucking it's it's just so just chef's kiss perfect where yeah Thalia's gonna absolutely dig this hole nice Uhtred Arginus are you guys doing anything or I mean it looks like you know you, you you're gonna you're gonna accomplish your goal of burying this thing uh Elksy's got the 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 hit point problem under control and Thalia's is digging that hole are you two doing anything I am looking through my equipment to make sure I don't have anything. Can I use decompose corpse on this? I don't think so. I mean, it, it works on undead. Specifically works on undead. Yeah. Doesn't it only just reduce an undead creature's AC or something like that? No, it does more. It actually decomposes said corpse. Um, okay, you're, you're using the word corpse, and a corpse is not an undead creature. If it is cast on a non-skeletal corporeal undead, the creature takes a minus two penalty on all rolls to its AC and CMD for one minute. Oh, uh, okay. I, I, I know this is a very frustrating situation, but this is literally an undead creature that... This, this, is, this is an enemy that has an ability that you guys just don't have an answer for, and, like, that's frustrating, but that's just kind of the situation you're in right now. All right, well, I guess I'm just waiting for uh, the hold to be... Built. Uh. <laughs> How are you doing over there, Thelias? We're working on it. How are we doing? Uh, I mean, uh, how 
how deep a man sized hole? hole? <laughs> I mean, all right, it would so have like to be a, pretty like five foot deep oh, hole. Oh man, I don't know. You think it needs to be deeper? Like, I don't want him to climb right up out of it. I mean, we can dig as long as we want. Elias doesn't get tired. You can dig as long as you want. I'm going to. I'm going I to imagine there would be a cap though. That so this encounter was technically like this is the first time that you guys have been like traveling anywhere and especially traveling like in hostile territory this was a random encounter like you guys can take all the time you need but there's eventually going to be another random encounter roll if you guys just decide you know i'm gonna commit the next day digging this hole to the fucking center of the earth the lies could do it too i bet no i know he could so yeah like and like, will I roll random encounter again after an hour? I don't. I don't know. Maybe not. After two hours, maybe. Like, you know, I'm not, we... not going to tell you where that where that that cutoff is, but I'm just saying, like, you guys are in enemy territory right now. How long do you want to commit to just hanging out and digging this hole? If we take long enough, I think we can take the whole undead population and then move forward. <laughs> we'll just dig one big mass grave, right? <laughs> Yep. Get all the undeads in one spot. Alex will keep rolling random encounters and they'll just keep <laughs> coming and falling in the hole. Yeah. <laughs> Eventually we'll have an entire country. There is a point to be made there where like we can't keep on making these holes for each uh undead that passes us. But I don't, don't you think... tell Thalias how many holes he can and can't make. <laughs> but I will say like we don't understand that as a random encounter right now. You understand the concept of being in enemy territory, and these guys just came out of nowhere. Who's to say it's not going to happen again? That, that You absolutely understand that. Yeah, I, I guess give it the old six feet. Okay. Just six? Easy. I would like Thalias to give me either a strength or constitution check. Strength is one point lower, but um, I feel like he wants to strength it up 13 all right i'm gonna roll 1d4 1d3 and that is how many hours it takes thalias to dig this hole to six feet sounds good two okay so thalias spends two hours digging and alexi just kind of stands by and gives uh gives this undead this headless undead a good gorin every minute or so uh, while while he's digging, Uchard's going to use one of his pearls to uh, re-prepare a mirror image. Okay. And since I can't help dig, I'll be, uh, you know, wiping the sweat from his brow and, and sort of coaching him on the whole. Yeah. Making sure he's doing a good job. Uh, Not just, like, treating him like a slave. <laughs> yep. Uh, I have a question for you guys, actually. On the topic of digging holes... Uh, are you guys doing anything with it's a multi-purpose the Crimson hole. Herald? No, nah, let him rot. Hole. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we're Dig- digging two holes. Digging this nice grave for the, the undead monstrosity. <laughs> like- <laughs> Leave the friend behind. Right. Well, <laughs> no, friend, just friend's to- a strong word there, buddy. <laughs> we just need to bury your head, right? Or <laughs> it's a much right. smaller hole. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to need another strength or constitution check from Thalias then. Um, and you know, I guess anybody who wants to can roll to assist, like, you know, like get down in the, in the hole and like, if there's like a, like a big rock or something, like you can kind of like help 
like get it out oh, of the yeah. way and yeah i've been assisting this whole time you can, yeah you can i guess you don't need a shovel to help but that's the spirit and what was it to help whatever roll whatever Thalias rolls that is what the helper is rolling all right helper uh 16 for me randolph and Thalias will roll again you wanted oh 18 for second strength roll for Thalias. our genus will pop down to to help our genus coming in hot with the 18 yeah damn all right uh so that's a an 18 with two assists yeah i'm going to roll a d2 so i got a two okay but it seems like it goes by much faster even though it doesn't so that's power friendship yep so that's four hours spent digging these holes i guess you would bury the the fext last to make sure that you get the most it, it, it stays down as long as possible and then you bury the crimson herald uh does anybody say any words or is it just <laughs> kind of a say? what what are we gonna say I don't uh know. this man <laughs> loved his hat <laughs> oh shit the i color, want the hat back the i red. forgot that Oh, I, yeah. I assume we'll just say, you know, like, anything that we took off of him we took before we buried him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> he loved his hat. <laughs> this hat. Which is mine again. We call up a... Dibs. We, we call he up, sure loved my hat. <laughs> we call up a Razni uh, to say a few words. <laughs> how, how? Oh, yeah. How, she would really uh, spice that eulogy up. How blessed would this dude be if he was uh, blessed by a god? And she's not, though. So oh, blessed. God, demigod. She's, no, she's a lich. She's not she's, even a demigod. Yeah. She, she has no divine power anymore. She couldn't be any further away. Former from demigod. demigod. <laughs> <laughs> Resni knew him longer than we did. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yep. You've known him for about half a day. Yeah. It's like barely six hours. Wow. All right. And you uh, you bury the fext and fill in the hole. Now what? Now Let's what? Get the fuck out of here. He says. <laughs> well, go. Leave. Go. The mission is still the same. We've got to get to that supply depot. Okay. Good. That's what I was hoping that you would say. All right. I, uh, so congratulate Elias on a hole well dug. So, yeah, it's it's kind of like a what 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 do we say? What can we say? Kind of burial, as like the least amount of pomp or circumstance you've ever really spared. You just kind of leave this burial site. I like to think that there was a lot of uh, like double talk in there. Like he was a good teammate, unless he wasn't. We're not really sure. <laughs> we don't know what his allegiances were, although temporarily they appeared to be us. Until he got us all in danger. You know, it's just like stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, on you trudge. Uh, and Alexi says, we, we were, were, we must be, we must be close to, to Castle Farnham. I, we were, I know we were getting close before that, that group of undead showed up. So, uh, keep on trudging and it, it takes you like another two or three hours. It's like the the like the far end of how long you could march in a day before it like starts to really be a problem. Finally, you see something. What do we see? Perched on a squat hill, 
15-foot-high stone outer walls are interrupted by a solitary entrance where a pair of wooden doors hang open, wobbling listlessly in the gritty, verlich wind. Beyond is a squat, ugly edifice that looks more like a warehouse than a castle, but based on your instructions, it must be Castle Faunum. Does it look like um, like uh, things have been strewn about? It's like, you know, garbage and shit kind of laying around? Uh, no, uh, but it may strike you as odd that the doors are open. They just open, or are they like hanging on their hinges? They're uh, yeah, they're not like in like a state of disrepair, but they are just hanging open. Okay, so it doesn't look like it was the result of a siege. No, uh, it's probably not. It, it doesn't seem likely. It, you, it would, you're pretty sure that you would see some sort of telltale signs of battle or something. What do you do? I guess go in. We don't hear anything? No. Hello? Anybody in there? What if the Lias went on ahead? Just check things out. Elias, would you be up for that? Of course I would. Let me go in. Well, I'll check it out. Before that, why don't we see if there was any response to Utrud yelling? Uh, yep. Nope, definitely. Yeah. No, you, you don't hear a response. Just, like, it's a low whine of the front doors as the the wind is kind of gently nudging them back and forth. I shrug and say, well, what do you think? Elias go in, do a little recon? It's not a bad idea. So I'll send him off uh, at least to the entrance, you know, going in. And he doesn't care if, well, the doors are open, but he wouldn't care either way. All right, so with Elias going in, uh, he just kind of like that. That's how far you sent him in, just like ten feet. Just in case there's, you know, an entire house full of monsters or something. Right, you right. Know. That would be my first. His first send would just be go inside and look around, make right. sure there's not immediate danger. Yeah. Uh, Castle Fonum's outer walls enclose a massive yard over a hundred feet wide, hundred fifty feet long, large enough for visiting troops to. Uh, roam around in comfortably with covered areas to shelter mounts on either side of the entrance. Uh, The packed earth looks like it's been churned and rent into furrows, uh, which does seem odd. Uh, And in a, like, maybe 50 feet to Thalias's southeast, it's hard to make out exactly what he's looking at, but it looks like it's just a mangled pile of bodies, like horse bodies, like slaughtered horses or something. Horse woof. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, nothing really seems to be happening. And I can talk to the group while I'm viewing through Thalias, right? I can yeah. be like, alright, let's see. Wow, it's pretty open and empty, except for there's a big pile of horse bodies here, slaughtered. That's not good. Does anyone uh, have any thoughts on the pile of horse bodies? It's not even that concerning, right. to be honest. Keep, Yeah, keep going. All right. Where do you send Thalias? You see Let's uh, send him. The, the fort lies directly in front of him. Uh, that looks like the main entrance is 
like east south east northeast of of where he is and Thalias might just be able to make out the presence of like a like a larger like maybe warehouse entrance like a, like bigger doors uh yeah. like around the southeastern end of the building we'll put him uh just into the entrance here the north entrance the regular one all right to yeah. see what he sees so Thalias begins walking across the yep. courtyard and uh that pile of horse bodies you remember the pile of horse bodies oh yeah yeah uh it starts to stir ah fuck i think without hesitation i'm gonna run in to thelias okay not alone you're not i'm not gonna recall him but it's like a all right let's let's get together and fight this thing if we need to all right so yeah the pile of horse body starts to just kind of like twitch and uh like shake and then i yell uh, like another second and it starts to like writhe and it looks like it's starting to take more drastic movements i say uh, oh my god uh, horse bodies are uh, it's coming alive something's wrong and i i'm coming brother and i just run in after thelias all right and in the time it takes you to run over and close the distance with Thalias, this pile of corpses coalesces and rears up, and an enormous animate mass comprised of dozens of horse bodies undulates forth like a living siege tower of legs and faces and hooves the ground is torn and soaked in blood in its wake and it rears up facing Randolph and Thalias and we'll see you next week on the Inspired Incompetence Podcast that thing is gigantic dude see ya didn't tell me how big it was (laughs) (laughs) what the fuck just horse bodies 